I am very excited to have this this next gentleman on. Fellow Holland resident, fellow Lions analyst, writer, conspirator, former co-worker of mine at a couple of different outlets, uh, Mike Payton is joining us. Uh, Mike has a new gig, and uh, Mike, that that thank you. First off, thanks you for joining us. But uh, I also want I want you to talk about your new gig and where you're writing for now. Hey, thanks for having me, Jeff. I'm always uh, happy when we get to talk with each other. Um, I am at A to Z Sports now. Uh, we are kind of a newer outlet that is uh, affiliated with Sports Illustrated. Uh, I'm going to be their Lions beat writer slash division editor, so I'll be overseeing the NFC North and the AFC South, which are two polar opposite divisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from, from from covering the Houston Texans for a few years, I can tell you that's 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 a very interesting dichotomy you got working there. But uh, congratulations on the new gig. I'm very happy for you. Uh, you you work very hard. You put a lot of time in. I know you know your stuff, so uh, that that's why you're on the show today. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate hearing that. Yeah, so uh, let, let's get talking a little, little bit of Lions. Uh, we haven't really talked about the Lions yet because we've been talking Harbaugh, but uh, I'm ready for this. Uh, f- first off, Denzel Mims in town, in Detroit. Your quick thoughts on the trade that brought him here and what he might offer for for this offense. Well, as far as the trade goes, I mean, it's it's a it's really a win-win type situation. Like it, it's a conditional six-round pick that they sent to the Jets. The condition is that Mims has to make the fifty-three-man roster. If he doesn't make it, then you know it's no sweat. If if he does, well, then it's a six-round pick. It's not really that much of a loss. Plus, they get a seventh-round pick from the Jets back to make up for that a little bit. So. Uh, I mean, it's it's a great trade. Brad Holmes did a good job with that. As far as the player, you know, it it still needs to be seen with him. He's he was he was a big coming out in uh, in 2020. Thought he was going to be one of the better receivers taken out of that draft. I mean, he's, he's got everything that you want. Six foot three, runs a four three eight forty, has great jumping ability. Just it just hasn't worked out with the New York Jets, and I don't know if that's because he had four different quarterbacks when he was there, and, and multiple OCs, and and everything. You know, the Jets are just constantly uh, uh, just drama personified. So I don't I don't know if, I, if all that has to do with uh, Mims not playing well, but so far in camp, the, the word has been good. Yeah, it sounds like he's he's making some plays down the field, and, and you know when he came out of Baylor, he was one of those guys like it's a it's a weird college offense. Everything is schemed. Uh, he's one of those guys. That's the system where if you're not the intended receiver on the play, you don't you don't actually move. You just stand there at the line of scrimmage, uh, and that's that, that. There's a lot of weirdness going on with him. Um, so I know I know it's very early, but uh, I, I got to ask: Do you th- do you think he's going to make the team? Yeah, I think I think he will. Um, you know, it just really also. I, I think the Lions. You know, last year they took in five receivers at the beginning of the season. I think they would have done something similar, or maybe six this year if Jameson Williams wouldn't got suspended. But I think that when when you break it down, he he's going to be able to beat out Antoine Green and Tom Kennedy and some of the other guys that he has to go up against. Uh, I know Antoine Green did, has been getting some higher team reps. He did today, at least. Yeah, uh, I, but I don't know if that's going to be enough to to get him past Mims. I, I think Mims has just got it at this point. I hadn't even thought about Tom Kennedy. Right off, Tom Kennedy at your peril, folks. <laughs> How long have we been dealing with him? <laughs> oh, he's not going anywhere. He's, sometimes I think Jace Billingsley is still on this team. <laughs> 
That guy had the smallest legs of any human I've ever seen, like normal-sized yeah. human. It was weird. <laughs> I'm talking with Mike Payton about, from A to Z Sports about the Lions and apparently short, short inseams. Um, so let's, let's get on. One of the things that came out this week uh, was the pursuit of Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, we thought maybe it was dead after they had made him an offer and didn't accept it earlier. He was in Detroit on, I believe it was Monday, and Dan Campbell talked about it, said he's all for getting Teddy Bridgewater. Um, where do you think they're going with that whole situation there? I think it's, you know, I think that Teddy Bridgewater is, is the ultimate insurance policy for a team that is thinks that it can do big things. I, I, I mean, that's, that's, what I, that's what I see when I see this team working out Teddy Bridgewater. I see them thinking, Maybe we can make a run at this thing, and if, God forbid, Jared Goff is able, it gets hurt, Teddy Bridgewater is the guy that can come in and help you win some games. He's proven that over the years. I mean, that year with the Saints a couple years ago where they just kept on winning with Teddy, like, you know, he, he's not the type of player that there's a huge drop-off with. Obviously, he's not going to bring you what Goff could bring you in the starting lineup, but he can manage a game, and he can get you there without, you know, the stadium blowing up or anybody <laughs> You know, or something bad happening. It's, so I, I think that I think it's a confidence move. I I think that they are all about the idea that they can they can make a run for it, and that's why you go out and get a premium backup like Bridgewater. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that we should note is that the Saints team that you alluded to, Dan Campbell was coaching on that team at that time, and that certainly shows you know where the trust level comes with Teddy. Um, when we go and we look at at the Dan Campbell press conference. And he talked about they do have a backup quarterback that they did bring back this offseason in Nate Sudfeld. And they also have Hendon Hooker, who they drafted in the third round, who probably isn't going to be ready for the start of the season. But uh, in terms of, like, they just signed Nate Sudfeld back. And Dan Campbell made it pretty clear in his press conference, or at least my interpretation of it was, was that they're up front with Sudfeld about this. You know, like, hey, we think that Teddy might be better than you or at least going to give him a chance to prove that he is. And I, I think that's such a, a radical departure from the the shadiness that goes on. And uh, did you, did you pick up on that too? That like it's it's not necessarily a, 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 a they're not downplaying Sudfeld. It's it's more like they're trying to make him prove that he's is in fact better than that. Yeah, no, I, I could definitely appreciate that. And and it's I mean it's clear that it's it's saying that you know hey we're not just going to drop you when we bring somebody else in. You're going to have an opportunity to fight for your job. And maybe in the end of the day, you could you'll you'll get it. But uh, you know, no no disrespect to Nate. I just I just if they bring in Bridgewater, I I, I just don't see it <laughs> for for Nate Sudfeld, especially with Hendon Hooker possibly, you know, being a part of that fifty three man roster as well, which kind of sounds like he's going to be at this point. Yeah. Uh, instead of you know starting on the the pop or the NFI or what have you, but yeah, I think that uh, you know Sudfeld. He's going to put up a hell of a fight, but I think at the end of the day, it's, it's Bridgewater and, and Hooker who is going to be backing up golf. If, if Bridgewater comes in, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. I think he beats out Sudfeld fairly, I don't want to say fairly easily, but but it's pretty clear he's got more experience. He's got more um, just savvy. And, and, and the He's played on some winning teams, and I know Sudfeld, you know, came from the the Eagles and the Forty Nineers, so it's not like exactly like he came from bad teams. But uh, there's just something about Teddy Bridgewater and just the way that he's carried himself and and survived throughout the seasons. Uh, the Lions, by the way, would be his fifth team in as many years. 
uh, th- that sort of journeyman experience. I, th- I, th- I kind of think that they, they like that. So I'm with you on that. Talking with Mike Payton from A to Z Sports here. We're talking some Lions football. We've got training camp going on uh, over in Allen Park. Um, so another thing that came up, um, so I haven't been there yet. I, I got to throw that out there. I've been traveling with my son. But uh, it sounds like Graham Glasgow is getting some first team reps uh, in place of or alongside uh, at right guard, Halapuli Vadi Vitae. And uh, that, that's taking me a little bit by surprise. I wonder what your take is on, on Glasgow getting some first team reps because that, that doesn't seem like what he was signed for. I'm not shocked at all, honestly. I, I, I look really? at the okay. chemistry that he's had with Taylor Decker and Frank Ragnow. They played together already. Uh, I think that there's, you know, there's something there that you can't you can't overlook that. I, I think that he can meld right back in with those guys. I mean, he came back here just, you know, well, uh, he came back here for for the food. He also <laughs> came back here uh, to be a part of those, you know, the that group with these those two guys. I mean, I, I like the idea that if if he's depth, he can also play center if needed. But I just think that he's going to beat out Vitae, especially since, you know, at least Grant, while Grant didn't have the greatest year in Denver last year, at least he played, you know. And, and I think with Vitae, you're coming off with, uh, he missed the entire last season. Uh, he, he's going to have a lot of rust. I don't know, maybe he'll win that job back in the end. But in, in my 53-man depth chart projection that I put out earlier this week, I had Glasgow starting at right guard. And wow. I think it's going to stay that way. Wow. I'm not with you on that, but we'll see how that plays out. That's that's an interesting thought. I, You know what? You brought up the chemistry that he had with with Decker and Ragnow and uh, the experience that he has with, with Hank Fraley, the offensive line coach, one of the, the very best in the league. Uh, and uh, that, that's a very good point. I, 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 I got to give that one to you. So that's good. Um, any any rookie news that you're seeing, hearing, standing out? I know uh, they're all signed, which I think is is a very good thing. Um, we're seeing Brian Branch get a little bit of run in the in lieu of uh, CJ Gardner Johnson getting injured. Um, do you see him as sort of the, that same sort of player, or do you think he can move around and, and play different roles? You know, like if Kirby Joseph happens to go down, or you know, as Tracy Walker eases back in, as Will Harris does what Will Harris does. Um, what are you? What are your initial impressions of Brian Branch out there in in, in Allen Park? Yeah, I mean, the Lions drafted him for versatility. That was the big thing on Branch coming out of Alabama, and. I think that you're going to see that in Detroit as well. I, I think, obviously, you know, he's a safety at, at heart, but he's a guy who can play nickel. He can move around. He can do a whole bunch of things. I, I think I think you'll see him do a bunch of stuff in his rookie year, and I, I don't think he'll be limited to one thing. Um, you know, I think maybe he'll probably stay towards safety a little bit more because after C.J. Gardner-Johnson has what I think we all expect to be a great season, he's – probably going to get a big deal somewhere else and that's going to be branch's spot to take over at least that's the way it seems yeah i'm with um, you on that um yeah. by the way how how high did your blood pressure get when you saw the that uh cj carter johnson got carted off from practice oh uh, well i was in a we were in an editorial meeting and the news came in and i had to leave the meeting and everybody was Everybody in the meeting was cursing, and, and it's, it's about teams that they don't even cover. It's like you hate to see that. You hate to see one of those players, like any player really, but like a, a big, a big free agent signing going down with an injury, and then within a couple hours, we find out it's nothing. He's totally fine, and he he was out there moving on the field today, not practicing necessarily, but moving. 
Yeah, that was uh, the day to day designation and everything that came out of it was was one of the the happy moments of the week. Because I tell you what, I, I, I was eating breakfast at the time and I literally spit taked my oatmeal. I'm like, no, no, this can't be. But uh, it seems like we're good there. So uh, that, that, that leads me to another question. What player aside from Jared Goff, because obviously Jared Goff is the catalyst. And even if they bring in. Teddy Bridgewater, I think you're going to see a big, pretty big drop off from golf to, to whoever the backup might be. Is there any other player that that they could like not lose at all? Um, you know, just completely indispensable to the team to injury. If, if you could, if you could like put him in bubble wrap and, and protect him, who would that be? Uh, his name is Amon Ross St. Brown. Maybe you've heard of him, the Sun God. <laughs> that would be that would probably be my choice as well. So he's having a phenomenal camp so far. Yes, he was he was electric yesterday. Six touchdowns in the red zone drills and was catching just everything that was thrown at him. I, I think he didn't drop a single pass yesterday. And, and then, of course, he went to uh, catch 202 passes on his drugs machine after practice like he does every day. I don't know how, I don't know how he does that. I, I, I would lose count about halfway through. But, uh, yeah, no, he is, he is, He's due for a big year. He should be one of the top five, six, seven receivers in the league this year. And, uh, you know, he's the, he's the guy on that offense, especially with Jameson Williams giving an out for six games. Marvin Jones is, you know, shown that he could be reliable, but at what point in time do you worry about him being too old? Is he at that age yet? I don't know. Yeah, and he's, he's starting on the NFI list as well with uh, what's apparently a back injury. So that's, that's, that's a little bit concerning too, isn't it? Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown is your receiving core, essentially. So you definitely want to make sure he's healthy and ready to go. Uh, Mike Payton from A to Z Sports joining us here. Um, again, Mike, uh, I guess we got to wrap this up. We're running out of time. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations on the new gig. Tell people what you got working on and where they can find you. Uh, yeah, uh, you can find me at A to Z Sports.com slash Detroit. And uh, I will be putting all kinds of stuff up today and every day, and, and uh, we'll have all your line news for you there. So come see us. Awesome. Looking forward to uh, getting back and, and working with you in person again. That's going to be going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad to, glad to see that we've got more more Lions coverage coming from a lot more angles. It, it's it's always a good thing. I know people people like to put us off as competitors uh, amongst the Lions media sphere, but Mike, you know this. We're all pulling for the same thing. We just give different perspectives on it. You have a different perspective than me. You have a different perspective from your old employers, and I think that's fantastic, and it's great to hear your voice again, sir. Absolutely, man. Rising tide lifts all ships. Amen. Mike Payton, thanks for, thanks for joining us, buddy. Thanks.